Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 24th. I'm your host, Anastasia Yuglova. Cato Senior Fellow Jerry Taylor has been taking the administration to task for espousing the use of ethanol for fuel and tightening emission standards. But is President Bush's environmental policy a lot of hot air? Absolutely, Jerry argues in a recent opinion piece in National Review Online entitled Dumber by the Day. Jerry is my guest for today's podcast. The president wants to significantly tighten automobile fuel efficiency standards and increase ethanol consumption, but you disagree with this. Why? Well, I don't think the government needs to do anything to encourage people to conserve. If you look at auto sales last year in the United States, the average car sold from new car lots in 2006 got about 31 miles per gallon, which is better than the federal standard of 27.5 in the automotive fuel efficiency standards that we have in law. So the fact is people will conserve and it makes sense for them to conserve. They don't need a government to tell them to do that. In fact, we've got plenty of economic studies from Molly Espy, for instance, at Clemson, who's looked at consumer buying habits, and she found that consumers actually overvalue fuel efficiency. They don't undervalue fuel efficiency when they're shopping for a car. So the idea that the federal government needs to tell us to conserve energy is silly. Perhaps people are willing to buy fuel in the form of ethanol at a higher price point to gain an environmental advantage. We're seeing increasingly that people's preferences are changing towards more of a green living approach. Well, if people voluntarily want to buy ethanol, either because they think it leads to environmental improvement or because they want their money going to a farmer as opposed to some sort of Middle Eastern sheik or because they just have some sort of bizarre fixation on corn-based fuel, it's fine with me. In a free market economy, people can buy whatever they want to buy, whether I care for it or not. But the fact is, most people, when they make decisions about what kind of fuels to buy, are making a decision primarily based on the price of that fuel. And if ethanol were selling its wares, if ethanol processors were selling their product, without government help, ethanol would be selling somewhere above $4 a gallon today. Question, how many people would voluntarily buy ethanol at $4 a gallon? Probably not very many people. Of course, if they did, I'd have no complaint. But the fact is, is that ethanol is expensive for a reason. It's more expensive to produce. It's relatively scarce given demand, and it would not do much, as a matter of fact, to improve air quality. A new study that came out of Stanford by a professor there named Mark Jacobson demonstrates that ethanol would actually worsen, not improve air quality. And a study out of MIT's Laboratory for Energy and the Environment demonstrates that increasing ethanol consumption would actually increase greenhouse gas emissions. Now, if people want to consume ethanol regardless of that, that's fine. There are a lot of things I think in the marketplace make no sense whatsoever, but I'm not going to complain if people want to consume them. For instance, I don't think organic foods are any safer than non-organic foods. In fact, arguably, they're more dangerous for consumers for other reasons. But people should be allowed to do that. And if people want to voluntarily spend their money on ethanol, fine. But they shouldn't be forced into doing it, particularly when it's alleged benefit towards the environment are nothing but assertions that aren't true. That's an interesting finding. What did the MIT researchers discover regarding ethanol's impact on air quality and greenhouse gas emissions? Well, let's be very careful what we're saying. What the study argued was that increasing ethanol consumption would increase greenhouse gas emissions. The study had nothing to do with conventional air pollutants. It was just looking at CO2 and greenhouse gases. And the reason it found that was that ethanol is a very energy-intensive product. It takes a lot of energy to produce ethanol, and all that energy on the input side of the equation has a greenhouse gas profile associated with it. What their study found is that ethanol right now, today, has about the same emissions pattern of greenhouse gases as conventional gasoline. So it doesn't really change things one way or the other to use ethanol or use gasoline. But if you massively increase ethanol consumption the way that Congress has written the 2005 Energy Policy Act and to the extent to which the Bush administration proposes for the future, 
what that means is you're going to be moving from lands that are relatively efficient for corn growing to lands which are less efficient for corn growing, which means you have to increase the amount of fertilizers and pesticides and irrigation as an input to grow commercially viable yields of corn on those acres. That means that at the margin, increasing ethanol production is going to have a much bigger greenhouse gas impact than it has at present, based on you know the average acreage being harnessed for ethanol today, which means that increasing ethanol consumption will actually increase greenhouse gas emissions compared to a world in which we didn't increase ethanol consumption at all. And I'm sure the president knows this then. So what he's doing is just paying lip service to environmentally progressive voters by advocating this kind of thing? Well, you presume too much. I don't presume to know what the president does or does not know. My uh, hunch, however, is that politicians are primarily in the business of affirming public sentiment. And most people in the general public think that ethanol is a silver bullet that will solve most of our problems and that it would be a really cool thing if we could move our cars or something other than gasoline. Ethanol fits the bill on both fronts, and that's why he's producing it. My guess is that if the president discovered through his polling data and research from Karl Rove that the public was as behind cannibalism as they are behind ethanol, he'd be subsidizing flesh eating just as easily. Thank you, Jerry. And thank you for listening to Cato Daily Podcast. For more information on the Cato Institute, please visit our website, www.cato.org.